Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. Today, I have my friend Stacy, and we are going to be talking about um, really her Jesus year, how she's been um, embracing it, and the work that has kind of come up through the lens of this container um, of her 33rd year of life. And really talking about all the ways that her vessel is being prepared, um, delving into her as a projector, all of the things. But Stacey, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, um, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into it. Absolutely. Hello to everyone listening. I'm so excited to be on here. This is the third time Brenda and I are collabing, right? So this is really fun for me. I'm loving this. I am the founder of Braving Wander. Braving Wander is simply put a platform that allows you to explore the depths of who you are, um, mainly through healing, but we're opening up to community, to being vulnerable, and just to, to freedom, allowing yourself to be free. Um, so I do one-on-one coaching, intuitive coaching, and I also do sound therapy and breath work. Um, my whole, I guess my whole vibe, my whole brand is about oneness awareness, community, and then through all of that, really tackling the healing that needs to be done and understanding that healing is just part of our life story at this point and that it's, it's just about us trying to figure out what works best for us. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to provide you with the space to heal in a way that makes sense for you. I, I love that. And that probably is why we've collaborated so much because like our missions are so aligned. Same, in that. Yes. But I love the name Braving Wander too, because I, I think that it really captures like, I don't know, like the inclusion of like braving, like this experience can feel really like it does take a lot of bravery and courage to go through this Absolutely. experience of healing. And there are a lot of people that don't have either the space to do it because it's just like life is too much in general to really have like the time and the space to do the work. But what for those that the space opens up to them to actually begin to heal, um, it really is a journey of exploration and courage. And absolutely, I love that. I want to talk to you about how this year has been for you. I know that Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of things that have come up around conscious consumption. And like we were even before recording talking about like it feels like you're just like preparing your vessel for something, which I think is so beautiful. So I just want you to talk a little bit more about what that has looked like for you and what that journey has looked like for you. Ooh, I'm loving all that we're about to talk about because Sometimes I, I, not sometimes, a lot of the times I feel like I don't even really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even really know. And it's only when I wake up and I start to get my day going that I'm like, okay, this is what this is about for now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that for now is an important bit of what I've been learning and what I've been growing through for now in this moment. This is what is right for me. So Um, A lot of people laugh at me, but my half birthday is March 21st, right? So I'm only saying that to say it's been six months of me, like at this point being 33 in my Jesus year. Oh, wow. Before we, um, before I turned 33, we had, we first connected at Wellness Officials Integrative Energy Mm -hmm. Healing Workshop. And it was during one of the lectures that I mentioned that it was about to be my Jesus year, right? And here I thought, as soon as I turned 33, or maybe the week a week later, right, all of this magic was going to start happening. I thought all of the work I had been doing the years prior since starting Braving Wander in 2018 that I'm turning 23. It is my Jesus year. This is when I begin to claim all that is mine, right? But what instead started happening was 
this deep inward journey. Mm. I thought I had already been going deep, but when I turned 33, the work got even deeper. And I even want to say a little bit harder too. I had to, I was almost humbled. I think I was very much humbled mm. by this whole Jesus year and what's meant to happen and all of this stuff. So even though it's been super hard and even though it's been a lot of deep work I've been doing, just like you said, a lot of stuff is cooking mm -hmm. within all of that work I've been doing. It comes that awareness, which is a huge part of Brave and Wander and just a huge part of who I am in general. Mm -hmm. If you ask many people who know me, they'll tell you no one is more self-aware than Stacy. <laughs> I don't want to put myself on that pedestal, but I do love that acknowledgement because I do a lot of work. I go within so much that I almost have to remind myself to, you know, stay grounded and come back into the now, mm -hmm. you know, let's go back to that being here right now. Um, so a lot has been cooking. Uh, I've been really just trying to figure out what is it? I thought Braving Wander was one thing. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to you know, I have my coaching programs. I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing all of this. Isn't this supposed to make me rich? Isn't this mm -hmm. how I'm supposed to, you know, pay all my bills and all of this stuff? And all of that stuff was taken away from me, right? Mm -hmm. In the sense of it wasn't bringing me what I thought it was going to bring me. Mm -hmm. So that's how I was humbled. And I had already been on a journey of what now? You know, I came back from Bali and Thailand in, in early 2020 because of COVID. And I was like, okay, now is the time for me to pivot, figure it out. But since turning 33, I was like, no, I think this is when I actually begin to figure it out. And going within has um, elevated my awareness. Mm -hmm. And this is where the conscious consumption comes in. What am I feeding myself? It came to a point where I was... I. I felt like I couldn't, um, I channel a lot. I get a lot of downloads and really easily mm -hmm. too. I'm super clairvoyant and I know, not clairvoyant, um, claircognizant, mm -hmm. which I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like we're talking, yeah. yeah, as well. And so I, there was so much, there were so many things blocking that, that, um, that line blocking all of that energy. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself, how am I supposed to serve my community? How am I supposed to serve myself if I cannot receive what I'm supposed to be receiving. And what it boiled down to is that I was clogging up my energetic space. I was clogging up my physical space. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, um, nothing was moving. So when we, after, um, after the workshop, the integrative energy healing workshop, and then after we had our conversation and having conversations with Savvy and Melanie, I was like, this is something I actually really need to start looking into, conscious consumption. Yeah. What am I feeding myself, you know? Yeah, I want to talk about, so Stacey also has a podcast, so I'll link everything in the show notes below. And she did a little bit of a series on her podcast in which she brought me and a few other individuals that um, she had met um, during Milana's um, integrated energy healing training in New York. And interestingly enough, in all of those conversations, conscious consumption was touched upon. Every um, single one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, sign. Yeah. Very much a sign. Um, so I started that journey. And I remember you, t you saying on my podcast, mm -hmm. you know, that you had said, okay, three months, I'm going to try this out, see what happens, and then we'll go from there. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be like Brenna. I'm just going to give myself one month and I'm just going to see what happens. And I kept falling short. Mm. And um, every time I fell short, I wanted to punish myself. You know, I think we really need to talk about these things in the healing space. Yeah. When we fall short of the intentions we set for ourselves, fall short of our goals, we want to begin to sabotage ourselves. We want to punish ourselves. And that is the cycle I started to get into where it was like, oh, you had wine, so now you can't do X, Y, and Z, or now you can't, you know what I mean? Like I started to get in, into that headspace, but grace had to come into play. Oh yeah. And I was like, just the awareness of me knowing that this is something I want to either stop doing or I just want to be more conscious of, the awareness of that was enough for me to continue. And so I got to a point where I had gone months, and at this point I'm at months, yeah. you know? 
of being sober. And it's been so freeing because I've realized how much of my existence was spent in a void mm-hmm. of alcohol and drugs and doing all of these things. And because I gave myself that space to consciously consume or even practice um, being sober, I'm like, all of these things are coming up. And yeah. now this is the space for me to deal with it. So even though 33 hasn't started off how I thought it was going to start off, I think it started off how it needed to start off. There's no way I'm able to continue doing the work that I do if I could not clear my system, if I could not become aware of what was going on within in order for me to then do the work without. Yeah. I You touch on some really important things there because I think that that is that piece of like um, bringing consciousness to the way that you're taking in substances. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard because we're actually not used to doing it. And I think that like talking about bringing grace into that is so important because instead of taking on like, oh, like I drank and so that's like a failure, just realizing the information that you gain around that. Like, oh, like I drank because I was feeling left out or I was wanting to numb or, you know, like I think that bringing more consciousness to it. um, I felt really lucky in my journey because I know this is not everyone's story. I really felt lucky that I could choose to be sober curious and bring consciousness Mm. to my substance the way that I consume substances and even had the ability to like I can have a drink every once in a while and not be worried about like the wheels falling off the cart and not being able to get my life back like in order not Mm -hmm. being able to like get into losing control to those substances um and and I think that's really it's important to note but I think that Also, like if you're a person that knows that you're just like in a place where you're wanting to bring more consciousness to the substances that you're consuming, starting with that and like noticing when you're reaching for them is so key. But the other thing I want to ask you about is like what triggers looked like for you during the time when you were taking a break from like alcohol and other substances Cause I know for me, it was really hard to navigate the triggers <laughs> without like numbing mechanisms. Yeah. So I want to hear how that experience was for you. So I live in my trigger mm-hmm. physically. I'm physically in my trigger. <laughs> and when we, when you read my Akashic records last week, you touched on some stuff and that's why I took so many notes because I was like, this makes so much sense now. My environment is my trigger. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that stuff came up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, I've run so much from this physical space, meaning like my childhood home is where I currently am. Mm-hmm. And it's just my parents and I. I've run so so much from this space. For the past, I want to say it was tw- 10 years, I've been traveling on and off, sometimes for like years at a time, Right anything, anything to not be in this house. Mm-hmm. Love my parents, love uh, my family, but growing up was very toxic and dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And so every single time I come back here, I feel like I'm that 13, 15 year old girl, girl again, who has no freedom, no control over what she believes. That's when religion was being pounded into me. Um, And I felt trapped. I felt stuck. I felt like I couldn't create the way I wanted to create, work how I wanted to work, and just do life how I wanted to do life. I'm not a conventional person at all. Mm -hmm. If you look at, like, um, the work my parents do, the work my sisters do, I'm the person everybody's looking at, like, is she okay? Is she, you know, is she going to be okay in retirement? Like, what is she doing with her life? Mm -hmm. People calling me every week. You need a job. You need this. Because they don't necessarily believe in the stuff that I do, right? Mm -hmm. And so... When I had to come back home in 2020, I was like, here we go again. The first thing I wanted to do was book a flight, but can't. Why COVID? Mm -hmm. So here I am in this house. Um, But at that time, I didn't necessarily know exactly what about this environment 
was triggering me so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I love this space. I love my childhood home. I love my family. Why is it that every time I come here, I want to leave? So in being sober curious and, you know, consuming consciously is when all of that stuff started to come to life. Mm-hmm. Because here I am being triggered and I cannot go into the void. Mm-hmm. I cannot smoke and just be somewhere else. I cannot just go on a um, drinking binge for the weekend and forget everything. I have to be in it. I have to be here. Mm -hmm. And I was noticing um, just how my parents were talking to me and the things they were saying about the work I did and how I lived my life. And all of those things became really clear Mm -hmm. before it may have just been like in the background, but now it was like right in front of my face and I was hearing it really loud to the point where I had to like hide a lot of my work and a lot of this, my tools that I use because they were being threatened. And I, um, I, I mean, I didn't know what to do with those triggers, but now that I'm in a space where I can appreciate being triggered, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to clearly move forward because I'm not running to the void. I, you know, always, I need to get out. I need to like, you know, not be here. I can't do that anymore. So having conversations with my parents have been has been really necessary mm-hmm. and beneficial in the past couple of months yeah oh man <laughs> it's interesting cuz um i i definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying um i think that a lot of people had to move home during this experience i'm one of them mm-hmm. as well and man no matter how much you love your family like being back home with family like can bring up a lot of your triggers and your shit because it's insane yeah 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 because like there's a reason why we oftentimes at least the way that I've understood it I think that like we come into family systems to each each individual comes into a family system to provide some sort of gift or expansion for that family Mm -hmm. and like offer that as an opportunity. And so sometimes that can feel really uncomfortable when you're, (laughs) you know, you're in a place where you're like, all right, like, I guess we all have to be ready for this expansion because it's happening and we're all living under this roof. (laughs) And that's what it was. I love that you said that we all, we're all in this at this point. Right. Cause now that I'm aware and now that I'm aware we're doing the work, mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not, having the conversations is doing the work, mm-hmm. whether my parents are aware of that, to be honest, to be very, very honest. Mm-hmm. Me, first of all, putting my guard down. My therapist told me this. she was like, before I came into the house, she was like, when you walk into your house, do not be on the defense. No one is trying to fight you. And first I was like, how do you know? I'm like, cause I feel like they're, they're trying to fight me. Like they're trying to make me lose. And I don't like to lose. I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, no, walk into your house, put your guard down, put all your, take all your armor off and just be with your family, talk to your parents. And that was hard. But the more I do it, the more I realize that as I'm doing the work, the more I do the work, the, the more they are doing the work, mm-hmm. even if they're not conscious that they're doing the work. Yeah. 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 It's, it's big. Cause, and I, I think that that big of like that big piece of like not being on the defensive or like not, not being confrontational. It's such, it's such a challenge because like, I think that like, especially when, cause I think what you said too about like integrating that 13 to 15 year old self that like was really angsty and like had like opinions about who you are and like how you showed up in the world and all of this stuff. It is so when you're integrating that piece of yourself, there is like it it really it's so challenging because um that like angsty defensive part comes back forward again because that's the way that you were um you you know you learned how to defend yourself or defend like what your position or whatever. And so coming back like and actually doing your own internal work and also realizing that like it's not your 
like it's nobody's fault that we're here. Like, right. I think that there are a lot of times where I would like blame, you know, my parents or blame myself or blame my environment or like if it, and at a certain point you have to be like, well, what am I going to do? I'm here. So like, is it helpful for me to blame everyone and like get into this space where I'm like pointing fingers and being like, I'm here. If it wasn't for this and it wasn't for that or whatever, you kind of have to like let that out a little bit and then start to actually like do the reparenting work yourself or the inner child work yourself and then come to those conversations in a different way. And it's really interesting to see the transformation that happens. Like you just start to have different conversations. Yes. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's like magic. Yeah. It's like, why didn't anyone teach me how to do this when I was younger? Mm-hmm. And honestly, okay. So side note, I started Braving Wander for young black girls. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be who I needed between the ages of like 12 and like 19. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to create a space where we can begin the healing at that point. Right. Because I truly believe if we learned how to have learn how to have conversations, learn how to empathize, learn how to not take things personally, all of these things that the world would be a completely different place right now. Um, because <laughs> you said, oh, what did you say that? Like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. The blaming, the everything. Mm-hmm. You did this. And when I was seven, this happened. And like, da, 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 da. I'm at my big ass age for me to be like, you hurt me at five years old. Is it necessary for me to say that? Yes. Let's have a conversation around it. Opposed to me blaming you and being angry mm-hmm. and going off and us having this war every single day. It got, I got so tired. I was like, I need to approach this differently because pointing the fingers at them all the time was not doing anyone any good. And I'm at a point with my mother now where I can sit her down and say, Hey, listen, there's some things now going on that aren't really sitting well with me, with the family. Let's talk about it. Opposed to saying, I'm going to need you to do better because <laughs> da, 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 you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel you so much because like, I, I definitely got to the same place where I was having all these conversations and like no one felt better. It was like, I was being more honest about how I felt, but it was like that raw pain, that raw honesty, Yes, mm-hmm. which is necessary, but probably better truthfully, even though it's challenging, sometimes it feels like the medicine is like, I need to tell them what they did because like this really, and like that, you know, in many ways I think was an important, it was good that I learned tried that way, <laughs> even though it wasn't what necessarily works. And, you know, it it's not gone. It still comes up. Like, but I think that I realized like those conversations are probably better reserved to, for like my therapist or like someone else that's Ooh, not yeah. like, or even like to myself, like journaling or talking it out in my car or whatever, like those raw pain moments where it's like my seven-year-old, I just, she just needs to let out how hurtful and painful that experience was and really needs to be held in that. But sometimes the person that knows how to hold you best in those experiences is you. And It's like, it's not, it's not always fair to ask other people to go back to that experience and like that part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And say like, oh, well, if you had done da, 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 like they don't have the tools to go back and like fix and save you in that, but you have the tools to go back and like really listen to like whatever your seven-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old self. Sometimes it's that part of yourself too. That's like, there are things I did, whatever, 13, 14, 15, like those teenage years where it's like, I probably wasn't really doing the right thing. Like it wasn't the right way to handle whatever, but I think holding space for like that angsty teenager and being like, I see you. I know you need to get this out. Let's really allow you to feel that so that you can move through it and show up 
as, you know, an integrated self. Absolutely. Completely agree. Man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know. (laughs) It's so interesting. The other thing about like living in your parents' house that is like the other realization or around it that I had was because I was trying to get out for so long. And one of the things that like I know people say is like wherever you go, there you are, wherever you run. There you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went through this period of time where I was house sitting at a lot of different places. So I wasn't at home anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be at home. It's going to fix everything. Like, and, you know, didn't fix everything. It doesn't. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. Nothing is fixed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, and I'm still working through this truthfully because I I know I don't want to live in Bakersfield forever, but um, I was like, why am I still here? Like what medicine is here for me? Because if I didn't need to be here anymore, then I don't think I would be here, you know? And that's it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's uh, in the work we do. We really do learn that, that if it wasn't supposed to be, then it wouldn't be. Right. And I've been doing the same, trying to figure out, okay, so why am I still here? Yeah. Is it still the environment? Yeah. I've had to ask myself that question so many times in the past couple of months, because again, it goes back to the blaming, right? Blaming mom, blaming dad, blaming everyone else that was around, da, 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 da. I was blaming the environment. Did it have a huge part to play in um, a lot of the issues I have to work through? Absolutely. But is it still playing a big part in all of the issues I, st- I'm, right. I have to work through? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I had to take a big step back and I was like, if I didn't have to be here, I wouldn't. It's not the environment. Like, what do I, what, why am I still here? Yeah. And a lot of my current work is rooted in what is really going on. Why am I still here? But what I'm realizing is that I'm not necessarily here, right? Yeah. Time and space, not linear. Um, I feel that energetic, the energetic movement of you're not here. It's just, you're, you're not here. Yeah. And that's what I know. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel that energy moving to other spaces. I don't know where necessarily, but I'm so much more at peace now because I know that I'm not here. Yeah. Really, if that makes sense. Well, what the way that I hear it is like, when you begin to show up differently in your environment. So like the way it was for me, I put so much pressure on like my childhood home. It almost was like, I would get into triggers of how I used to show up when I was like that old version of self of, you know, when I was a teenager and like felt maybe more restricted and like what I could and couldn't do and all this different stuff. Like I was continuing to show up in that. So it was like hiding in my own space and stuff like that. And I still feel that come up sometimes. And, but I think that as you start to work through those triggers where it's like, it expands past the environment, like you're showing up more in your authenticity, regardless of where you are. So it's almost like, yeah, it doesn't matter where I am. This is how I show up. And I think in an interesting way, like that sort of the medicine of like, like, yeah, like, I guess like in like you saying like, I'm not like, I'm not here. It's almost like it doesn't matter where I am. Like I am me. And so wherever I am in time and space, like, it is becoming the same, which is, is the goal really, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love that you were able to um, not flip the perspective, but say, say it in almost a different language. So other people, people can understand that what I'm truly saying is like, yes, I'm here, but because I've, I've done the work, I know that I'm able to be who I am no matter where I am. So it feels like I'm in a different space. It feels like I'm moving forward. It feels like things are shifting. You know, all of these things are happening and I feel it. Like there's this energetic rush. So I'm I'm at peace. I'm good. Like I'm calm. I'm not waking up anymore saying, ugh, 
damn this place. Right. You know what I mean? Like, damn this bedroom that I grew up in. I'm happy. And now I'm like, oh, I have a bed to sleep in. Thank God. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important. Um, I want to talk more about preparation of the vessel because we've talked about now conscious consumption, environment. What else has been coming forward about preparing your vessel? So I'm currently on the juice cleanse as we asked, as I stated before we started. The first time I did this particular cleanse was June of last year. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go into it consciously. Not that it was a mistake, right. but I didn't. And now I notice the difference of doing things consciously and doing things with intention. Before I was like, oh, let me just lose some inches. Let me lose some, you know, some of the stuff, right. stuff in my tummy. <laughs> and now it's become super intentional about me saying, I want, I want to be connected to my space. I want to feel the ground. I want to talk to the birds and, you know, all these animals. And it may sound weird. But that's what I need in this space right now, learning how to connect beyond what I can hear or see or any of those things. Mm -hmm. Because again, that's a huge part of Braving Wander. How do I connect past what I'm able to, to see, to, you know, to feel anything tangible? You know what I mean? So connection has been a huge thing that's coming up. I'm so much more connected to my body. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I can feel things more. Yeah. Before everything was clouded and now I can feel, it's almost like I feel the blood, like, you know, going through my veins. That's how much, how connected I am to my body right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and awareness again. And I love how everything that has been coming up in the past couple of days, because of my con- uh, intention, because I've been doing this consciously, everything that has been coming up are deeper, deeper levels of uh, what Braving Wander is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't set it out for it to be that way, but it just is that way. Right. Right. Um, So now awareness is huge for me. It's like it's like I can see more. It's like I can hear more. Mm -hmm. I can feel more. My senses are alive. And the more I feel that aliveness, the more I'm like, this is why my vessel needs to be clear. This is why I need to do what I'm doing, because things are coming through. The way I'm creating, what? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm in this fog, this brain fog. Like, I can't create. I can't do stuff. And now I'm just like going at yeah. it. Um, so it's been really important to um, to feed my body what it really needs and to, to then to go deeper to fix my relationship with food mm-hmm. and to love food mm-hmm. and to, you know, when I'm taking in something again, intentious intention, right. And being conscious of how, not only what you're, you're pouring into your body, but how you're pouring it into your body. I tell people this, who are like on a, um, who like to do like fad diets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I say it is better to eat pizza with so much joy in your heart than to eat a salad and hate the fact that you're eating a salad, but you have to do it because you want to lose weight. So all of that has really been kind of centered around that, loving every single thing I'm putting into my body. Mm-hmm. And with every sip, with every time I take in one of the juices, why am I doing this? I'm doing this with intention. And this is to cleanse my space and to open up my energy fields and to do all of these things. Um, so it's been really important for me to to affirm myself in these moments when I'm taking in all of this stuff. And I realize how important it is to do it um, with other foods. So once I'm past the juice cleanse, every single time I'm taking food, loving the food, loving what I'm eating, Mm -hmm. telling it this is to nourish my body. This is to prepare my space because I have work to do and I need to be my best self Mm -hmm. when I do my work. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I love the, the intention behind doing this cleanse. Cause I think I actually have not, um, <laughs> well, that's not true. I have done cleanses in the past, but it's been more uh-huh. for that first reason where it's like, Oh, like I want to look like, let me fit into exactly. this dress real quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. Let, let me just say that's okay too, you know? Yeah. And, but I think that like the importance of it's really interesting to hear people that go on like 
spiritual cleanses and fasts um, and bring consciousness to it. Um, I think that it can it can be really transformational. I I want to put a caveat here. It's like you have to, you know, be do your research and be knowledgeable about like who you are Please. and like yes, actually absolutely. before embarking on that journey and like um you know this is like a short term like fast so it's not like yeah. a 21 or 35 day or whatever experience but i think that it's really interesting even hearing people that have fasted through like or like done cleanses from other things like um one of our friends, Allie, did a silent, um, like kind of did her own silent retreat. Um, like, mm. and just seeing- Missy did too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And seeing them come alive after those experiences, it's so interesting because like taking time to like really- we have so much choice and like so much information that's constantly coming into our field. And that like comes in through all sorts of different ways. So it comes in through food, it comes in through sound, it comes in through information. And so beginning to like dial down onto those things. So like the benefit of like any sort of cleanse or fast, I feel like in part is you know what you're eating each day. You don't have to expend any energy onto that. And so um, it like really frees up energy for like downloads and other things to come through. I think also it like becomes its own container of like the way that you Absolutely. digest information because it's like, okay, and like within this container of this juice cleanse, and so, you know, the way that I'm looking at my hunger, the way that I'm looking at the way my brain is operating, the way my body is operating, the way I talk to my body is all through the lens of this cleanse. If you're doing it with consciousness. So I think that's so cool. And like when Stacey brought, came onto the call, I was like, oh my goodness. Cause she was like, oh, like I'm doing this thing. I was like, it's all about preparing your vessel. It's like so fascinating. Um, and you know what? Sorry, oh, before yeah, go you ahead. go on, because I just wrote a little note so I don't forget. We can relate this to so many religions and faiths. Mm -hmm. And this is why I wish that growing up, I was exposed to so many things because a lot of things would have made sense to me. And what I mean by that is when I get hungry, when I'm in a space where I'm like, I need food, like, fuck this client, like, I need to eat. Uh -huh. What I do is meditate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I meditate. And then it reminds me of my best friend who's Muslim, mm -hmm. who, you know, for Ramadan, they're fasting, right? And what are they doing for most of the time when those moments come up? They start to pray. Yeah. A lot of my Christian friends and family members, they do two, three-day fasts every so often, and they spend that time praying. This is a spiritual thing that I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. even though sometimes it could be physical. This is a deeply spiritual practice because you really have to go deep and say, listen, I'm hungry, but my goal, my intention, the vision is so much bigger than my hunger right now. And I need to go within and I need to get quiet yeah. and have that conversation with whoever your source energy is. You know what I mean? And so I love that I've been able to make that connection because even though I've separated myself from religion, I can respect a lot of their practices Yeah, because it makes sense. Totally. And you see it like as a lot of these practices as being spiritual and like their their roots, even though like they're linked to specific religions and like just the practice of fasting has like some spiritual roots to it. And it is super interesting, like the I don't know, to delve into even like the reasons why people choose to like like forego food for a period of time or for certain hours in order to get clear on like clear spiritually it's so it's so interesting very um, interesting agreed I want to talk a little bit more about this because Stacey is a projector most people that listen to this podcast like at this point know that I love human design I'm obsessed with it we have <laughs> So am I. It's so fascinating. So fascinating. I talk about it any chance I get. Yeah, honestly. I'd be like, do you want the link? Let's find out which one you are. <laughs> I'll 
I'm sending people links all the time. I'm like, let's talk about it. Yes. I was having a call with a friend this morning and literally did exactly that. I had talked about um, human design to her in the past. And I was like, all right, let's pull up your chart. Like what's going on here? Yep. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'll pull it up for you. What's your time of birth? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I'll do all the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm a projector. So mm-hmm. we have to talk about human design. Um, Stacey's a projector. I want to talk about like what this year has looked like for you or just like what living as a projector looks like to you. Um, and then maybe through the lens of this year as well. But um, yeah, like how that has looked for you this year. What I I need to know, is this supposed to be like a natural thing? Because being a projector almost feels like it's the opposite of who I am. Mm -hmm. And this is why I have so much work to do when it comes to being a projector, because me, I'm probably going to work my ass off. I am going to go out there and try to get everyone to come and join. I'm going, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But for projectors, what are we supposed to do? Wait for the invite. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I can't do that. Me do. Cause I'm also a Virgo. So it's like, what, what do you want me to do here? I got to put in the work, but you're also kind of telling me that I don't really have to put in the work. So it's honestly been, it has been work girl. I have been trying to balance that out. It has not been easy. Yeah. And my struggles, I'm not even gonna say struggles. I'm not struggling with business, but when I've had those moments, you know, a lot of it has been because I wasn't being my true self, being the projector that I need mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. providing the value, showing up, not necessarily hounding people, but say, hey, this is here. If you want to cool, if not, I bet. Right. And that has been a struggle because I'm definitely the person to do every single thing I can to get what I need. And having to practice to kind of just wait. <sighs> <laughs> Like this, again, I don't want to say struggle because words, um, life and death is in the power of the tongue, but it has been work. Yeah. It has been. And I'm still, I have to figure it out. I'm not going to lie. This is something I'm still working through. And I think I actually want to um, have a combo or like a session with Graciela because yeah. she's amazing in human mm-hmm. design. And actually I spoke to her like late last year and I was like, gee, we need to have a convo because I really need to know how to live my life as a projector and also do my work as a projector. Mm -hmm. Because as far as I'm concerned or how I've always lived my life, it it doesn't align. Right. And a lot of that misalignment comes from all of the programming and the constructs and everything that I've been taught. And it's, and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be for me to break away from doing all of these things. And so I'm leaning more into being a projector. And I've realized within the past, I want to say month or so, because I think I touched, talked about this a little bit, but leaning into rest and play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and throwing up when I want to and um, saying what feels good in the moment, doing what feels good in the moment. And because I've been doing that, I'm like, oh, okay. So I kind of get it. I kind of get how this works, right? Yeah. I enjoy what I'm doing. I kind of show people my lifestyle, people who are interested are like, girl, I need to work with you. I need to do da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. It's absolutely something I'm learning to lean into more because it's still, it's still work. It's still, you know, work for me to figure out, well, not even figure out, but just to kind of allow, Yeah, Oof, allowing. So I've also been doing a lot of divine feminine work because I kind of just need to chill and be still, you know? I, I love that. I want to touch on like the human design piece a bit because I do agree that part of the deconditioning work of human design is like that push and pull between, um, you know, this is, it's almost like the medicine of our chart, which I feel like I've been using the word medicine a lot, but Ooh, I, I like that. <laughs> it is the medicine of, I love that. I, I feel like that's just like how I'm began, beginning to understand it. Cause I've had some realizations recently of like, um, just like doing some more of this work and, um, realizing some, like some wounding that has carried through my entire life that I'm like, 
oh, I like felt like this like a kid. And then I felt like that I still feel like this in adulthood. And so this is maybe just like a part of my path and my purpose. And I think in some ways, human design is like, it's like, oh, I was, you know, my conditioning is within this lens and I'm being called to operate in this lens and that is the medicine to me and to everyone around me because I'm showing people the way that things can look when you do things my way, the way that I'm uniquely designed. And I think that um, I have heard of a lot of projectors kind of feeling like, like I was talking to this with Valin, um, talking about this, like how a lot of projectors, you hear them say, like, I thought I was resting, but I actually was still working all day long. Like, <laughs> please, how did you know? How do you know my life? Because I literally like, like well, I rested already. I'm like, I, I slept. I rested. Yeah. You know, like, nah, you <laughs> and but it is also so cool to see like projectors that are really like living in alignment. And like, we are lucky enough. Like I, I really like expanders, which comes from like the T to be magnetic framework. Lacey talks about this, um, word or this like concept of expanders, like people that are actually that you, it's almost like people that are maybe your mentors or like you aspire towards, um, or have aspects that you're trying to like figure out. Like, I want something like that. I feel like there are a lot of projectors that like Milana being a projector, it's so interesting to see the way that she shows up because it really is like people are just attracted to the energy of her. And it's really cool because I feel that way about a lot of the projectors that I like bring onto the show and like just that are in my life, like Stacey, but like you guys have such a beautiful energy that just like is wisdom in and of itself. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I think that like something that I've realized just for every individual is like the importance of really realizing like your unique power and like what you have to offer, like that almost is like piece a piece of it because I think that like we sometimes will allow like the voices of our conditioning to be like that. Yeah. Like I can't believe that my way is the way because all these other people told me that this way is the way, like people talk Mm -hmm. about for projectors, like, you know, four hour workday or three hour workday, which like, I know that there are projectors that work more than that, but like most people say that and they're like, no, I couldn't do that. Like, I can't only work three or four hours a day. That's crazy. No one does that. No one's successful doing that, whatever. But meanwhile, there are people that do that. Like there's a Tim Ferriss wrote. A lot of people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Tim Ferriss wrote (laughs) that book, Four Hour Work Week. Like there are people that are able to delegate their world to work more efficiently so that they have more time either to do what they love or to do like, you know, more time and space for rest or whatever. There are people that make that happen, but you know, if we're in our conditioning, yeah, you're going to talk, there are going to be tons of people that say that you can't do what you're uniquely designed to do. Um, and the five day work week, nine to five has really messed uh, a lot of, a lot of us up. Yeah. We, almost don't know how to function, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. What, how I'm leaning into it um, nowadays, my work day doesn't really start till like 1 PM. Mm-hmm. I take my time in the morning and I love it so much. And I'm an early bird. I'm up six o'clock in the morning and I'm doing my routine, meditating, journaling, all that stuff, working out. Literally we'll go play outside and then one o'clock I'll sit down, do work and I will do my work. And then I, I like to, um, there's this app called Planty mm. and you get to like plant like fruits and vegetables, all this stuff with how much time you spend like off of your devices and stuff. So I've been using that and that's been really great. Oh, cool. Um, 
And how I figured out what time worked best, I had to figure out um, when my energy was its highest for work. Mm. And that's how I figured out when to do work because I cannot do work at 10 a.m. I can't be like, oh, 10 and then finish it. No, I can't do work at 10 a.m. When am I most in that, when am I in that space where I'm like, oh, time to do work and I'm ready to do, to do work and I want to do work. Yeah. And so that's how I've curated my schedule around when it's best for me to do work. I, so it's it's going. We're we're figuring it out. I you know? love that. And that was the other piece I was gonna say is like remembering that it's an experiment. Like I remember feeling so stressed out about human design, and still, I mean, trust me, it it's an experiment. I have to remind myself yeah. too, because like. I used to stress myself out so much about like, how am I going to like do all the things about human design to live? Like, because we're in such a rush oftentimes to like, to get to the finish line. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's a process. It's okay for you to make mistakes and be like, mm, that wasn't waiting for the invitation, was it? That was initiating. Yeah. Or like for me, it's like waiting to respond like, I initiated that one that didn't come from response or my sacral said no. And I, I said yes. And that I didn't feel yes. good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your authority? Uh, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. I wonder Should if you it's splenic or I forget what the projector authorities are. If, See, and this is why I say I want to dive deeper into human design because all of those languages, like all of that stuff, like I, I want to know, like, what do you mean by all of this stuff? Do you know um, Jazz of Moon? Yes. Not personally, so she, but I know of her. Who's <laughs> the reason um, I really got into it in the first place? Yeah. Hold on, is this mine? No, I don't have mine. Okay, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, text it to me. But like, no, I also, yeah, like I was talking to my friend about human design this morning and I was like, I know some, but like, I do not know like what, like all of the gates mean and like all of like, there's still a lot of like clunkiness. The lines, but I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. There's like so much information, but I think that like, realizing that it is a process of like being able to like live into your chart more and more and just noticing what feels good. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm like, I have it. <laughs> no worries. And I don't know what part of me is like, you must find it. No, I mean, have it that's how I, I, I just, that. The other day, um, because I didn't realize this, but Jenna Zoe created, I like had an ad come up on my Instagram of like the a human design app. And um, I was like, huh, like I'm just going to download it to see like what's going on here. Cause you know, like I love all this stuff. So why not? Why yeah. not? So I downloaded it and it's a paid app. I, I may try out the pers- uh, the subscription because you know, I'm interested in it and I do like to see, you know, what's out there of easier ways for people to actually like find out information about this stuff, mm-hmm. um, as kind of a bridge between getting a, a reading from someone. Um, but it's kind of nice cause I, I downloaded it and now like I have my chart on my phone in an easier way than like just having a screenshot of it. Um, which yeah, that's what I mean. What's the what's the? <laughs> it's like my human design or something. Um, yeah, let me look it up. That's what I mean because I would love to see everything broken down. Yeah, it it that's what kind of sucks. Um, is that you do have to pay for it to like actually have like all of the, the info. The info. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like it's H design. Let's see. Yeah. But I do like that you actually can have your chart on your phone. That is really helpful. Um, so any friends of mine that are listening, download that so that it's easily accessible for when I 
ask you about your child. When I hound you about yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Yes. Now I'm about to send it to my friends. Like, you remember that link I sent you? Yeah, download this app so we can really talk about it. <laughs> so we it. can really talk about it. Because I don't know what all this, I just know what like the manifestors and projectors, I know what that is. But when you get into the lines and the two fours and the three fives, I'm like, that's where you lost me. Yeah. There's so many combinations. I wish I was better with the profile. I honestly am not. That's where I like get really uh clunky and stumbly. Um, but I eventually want to take some sort of like human design course to get clear on it and just have more information. Um, but okay. I want to talk a little bit more before, as we're like starting to close things out. Um, you talked about like kind of just this year of being sort of like in hermit mode. And I want to like, hear a little bit more about like what that means to you I know that we've talked about it some but yeah I just want to hear a little bit more about what that has felt like and what that means for you in the past well let me just say I'm in hermit mode a lot and it's probably because of my very Aquarius moon Mm -hmm. I honestly just want to be in my own space so I spend a lot of time in hermit mode but again intention is brought into this my stepping away from like social media and the constant creating and all of these things was because I really needed to figure out what direction I was going in. Sometimes I I think I I got to a point where I was just doing things for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. I was showing up for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. And I got so bothered by that. It was really bothering my spirit. Um, I even mentioned to a few people, I hate social media and I don't want to use it, you know, to, to, you know, talk about my services and da 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 the truth is kind of need it right mm-hmm. we're at the age where social media is super helpful for businesses especially for us small businesses yeah. so I had to take a step back and figure out what was going to work best for me how did I want to create and how did I really want to um, open up myself to the community tell my story and all of this so instead of saying I hate Instagram and I hate all these things and I don't want to create where do I feel best creating? Mm-hmm. What makes me feel at my highest, right? And that's where I need to then pour in my energy. Can I repost and you know on Instagram, TikTok? Absolutely. But where do I want to put most of my focus? And I don't know what it took me a long time to kind of figure this out. But I'm as much as I think I'm pretty vibrant on camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm talking to people and all of this stuff, but I really love behind the scenes. Mm. I love almost speaking and like almost no one knows who I am, what I look like, whatever. Right. I'm not bothered, but like having to be seen almost, I feel like takes away from my message. Mm. So all of that hermiting made me realize podcasting and emails. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like pouring all my energy into these two things that actually bring me joy. Right. Before when I was, because I've had an email list for a while, but I haven't been, it hasn't been booming the way it's been booming (laughs) since I went into hermit mode recently um, because now I love it. And there's a reason I've found out why I love it. Yeah. And I'm not doing it because I feel like I have to. It's because no, this is where I, I, I can, really find my voice and this is where I can really tell my story and people can actually hear me um so I've been leaning into emails and leaning into my podcast and now um not taking courses necessarily but like just doing research on storytelling Mm -hmm. because I always tell people I'm a storyteller I love to chat I love to tell a good story how can I really do that in this community And not necessarily talk about my services, but kind of like show the value in my services and all of that stuff. So that's what I've been doing, leaning into podcasts and emails and um, learning the art of storytelling. I love that so much because I I think that's so important. Like it's really important licensing that like entrepreneurs need to hear. I was talking about this like recently about like you know, falling into like, I need to do this or I should be here, 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 here. Mm -hmm. Like, and all of these things, like 
are amazing tools. Like Instagram is an amazing tool and YouTube and email lists and, you know, there's an on and on and on and on of all the different things that you can be So many options. There are lots of different options, but I think that when you look at them as what tool works best for me, what tool feels easiest, most interesting, and starting there and then allowing it to expand as you feel called. Like there are so many different people that are in this space that started with a blog and now have expanded to a podcast and a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And as their team has expanded or as their, their confidence has expanded or whatever, um, there are tons of like Jazz of Moon is a great example because she's really changed like the way that she's like I find the way that she interacts with inter- Instagram as a platform to be very inspiring because me too yeah it's different it's it's I I don't know how it's different but it's different it is and I'm I, I'm a I'm inspired by it as well I'm like girl you found your way it's so so proud of her interesting because like even I mean she interacts with almost everything quite differently. I don't remember what is in her chart, but um, I know that she's a generator, but I don't remember like what her astrology, like primal triad are, but I feel like there's probably some Aquarius in there because she really, yeah, like the way that she interacts with these platforms, like she has a podcast but it's like mostly like she doesn't have like a schedule. It's just like she puts out like she reposts a lot of her lives to her podcast for easier listening. But like and I think now she has another podcast, too, that she does with another person. But she kind of have an app. Yeah. And an app. Yeah. She kind of just allows things to flow on Instagram. Like I don't know about now, but there was a period of time where she was not following anyone. She was just... I remember. Yeah. Even me, I was like, girl, I'm your friend. (laughs) (laughs) I know. There was a part of me that was like, I found that to be really like, I was like, I really love that idea, but I don't know that I would... I would do it necessarily. I'm like a little bit too scared to do it. And and in truth, I do like seeing what people are doing that are like in my network and in my space. Right. But I think also the feed is so overwhelming. And I just wonder what I was like, I wonder what her feed looks like. I'm sure Instagram fills it with some whatever like something all the um, suggested yeah. stuff and all of that <laughs> yeah but we realized she's not a consumer right exactly she provides value nonstop. she rarely consumes content Ooh, it's getting dark but I think the people like she follows now are the people she created the app with yeah so it's like in her immediate environment the people like you know she follows and that she sees all the time and that really works for her and I see how she's blossomed in that way not consuming and you know they teach us that's when you take um when you're just starting your business oh how to use instagram for your business they tell you don't consume so much mm-hmm. provide more value than you consume and she really took that and ran with it and it worked for her but i agree with you i don't know that it necessarily would work for me you know yeah it, it finding feels, what works for you is best it feels like it definitely feels scary to me but i think like it's interesting to see i like seeing that stuff because it's like you can do, it's a reminder. You can do it however you want to do it. Like Absolutely. there was someone, um, I forgot her name now, but I was following her for a short time on Instagram. And then she posted something. She's like, I am leaving the platform of Instagram. It does not light me up. I have other avenues that I enjoy more and other ways that I am sharing. So you can find me on my website through my email list, whatever those like areas were. But I was like, oh yeah, like there are people that do just fine that aren't on Instagram and aren't, right. you know. So you have to- Super do- successful, totally. not on Instagram at all. Totally. You know? And so do what works for you, but also like not falling into the demonization of the tool because- I think that like sometimes, and I'm, I'm not saying social media is great. Uh, there are definitely issues with it, 
But what I am saying is that there are people that use every tool and bring brightness and light to it. And if that doesn't feel right to you, then don't do that. And don't do it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Stacey, where can people find you? What do you have going on, coming up? Uh, anything that you want to plug? Uh, here's your time. <laughs> Funnily enough, I am on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind that I just talk so much shit about Instagram, but I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. All Braving Wander. B-R-A-V-I-N-G-W-A-N-D-E-R. Um, I, my website is finally good to go. Launched it not too long ago. Bravingwander.com. Um, and I'm currently open for breathwork sessions as well as one-on-one coaching, especially now that we're heading into Q2. My calendar is open. And I'm also looking to do a lot of collabs. So whoever is out there in the spiritual wellness, all of this human design world, let's connect because one of the things I'm working on this year is a platform. Well, I won't go too into it. Brenna, you and I will talk about it at some point. Yeah, for sure. um, I'm definitely looking to connect with a lot of women, especially in this space. So absolutely hit me up. If you go to my website, you can um, get on my mailing list. There's, it comes with a freebie, a really good one. It's a chakra healing toolkit that I created. It was really Mm -hmm. dope. Yeah. So yeah, so much going on, fun stuff. I love that so much. Um, yeah, we'll link everything or I'll link everything below in yeah. the show notes. I know I'm talking about we, my whole team, me, myself, and I. <laughs> um, we'll link everything below in the show notes so that you guys can easily access it. Thank you so much, Stacy, And for everyone listening and watching, I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.